Welcome to a place where God's people are enlightened and empowered through the ministry of the Spirit and strategic communication of God's words for kingdom dominion. We are a people committed to establishing kingdom civilization in our various sphere of influence. Welcome to Build. Study the gospel as 
if you study the gospel as a message, the emphasis is salvation. But when you study the gospel as an institution, the emphasis is mind control. Write it down. study the gospel as an institution the emphasis is a mind control system the goal of the gospel as an institution is not just to save sinners it's to ensure that you inculcate people into a lifestyle I know we've, we've, we've heard the definition of culture according to social studies is that culture is the way of life of a group of people right? so the, the goal of the believer is to enforce the ideologies of scripture or the ideologies of Jesus and to inculcate it into the lifestyle of people in society. So we are concerned about culture. As a believer, you can't sit down and say, I'm safe for myself. You've got, you've got to be concerned about culture. When you study the gospel as an institution, you are studying it as a mind control system. I saw a definition of mind control and I want to say it. Mind control is a process where a group of individuals if you're right mind control is a process where a group of people or individuals use methods to persuade others mind control is a process where a group of people or individuals use methods to persuade others to change their basic beliefs and values so mind control is not exactly a bad thing Right? It's a process where a group of people or individuals use use methods to persuade others to change their beliefs and values. Now, so you can use right or wrong methods. All kinds of methods have been used to change people's beliefs. At every point in time, people have followed someone. There was a time that many people were following Adolf Hitler and uh, all kinds of people have risen in time that people followed. And so, uh, we can talk about the Soviet Union and we know that they used force. So there can be different ways to help to change people's ideologies and mindsets. But it is, um, it, um, it is also the work of the believer. While we will not use force, there is also a system that the believer uses to control and to change the minds of people. It is our responsibility. I think, what's the name of this preacher? I'm trying to remember his name. I think it was even a driving him that said, the preachers of a generation are responsible for the sinners in that generation. So, it's not enough that we settle down and say, we go to church and I have a great time in church. What happens in society should concern you. Are you following me? I did an explanation last year during the series um, this strategy called the church. You see, when you when you study the word the church, uh, the, the Greek word there is ecclesia. Now there are two different words that you can pick. Um, you can pick. I think the, there is one Korea kondoma, and there is ecclesia. When you study Korea kondoma, that word means a building. So that's where people had the ideology of having buildings where people come to worship. But you see, when you study that word, that word was brought about around if I am right now, that would be about 300 years after Christ had died. So that would not have been what Jesus meant when he was saying, I will build my church. Right? Because that word was created 
about 300 years after Jesus died. And just in case we want to even say that when were the epistles put together or the New Testament, I think the New Testament was being written from about 50 years after Jesus died or 60 years after Jesus died. So it would be about 50 AD and so the word was not yet out. It's why we chose the word Ecclesia. We believe that Jesus was speaking about the Ecclesia. And I explained this very well last year, but let me see if I can still remember everything about that word now. Now, Ecclesia was a... It was a cabinet of um, the Roman Empire. And I smiled because I have plenty of issues. When you study history, you just... You just have issues with a lot of things. I have issues with the Roman Empire on several grounds. But anyways, my issues are not part of the message. So, it was, it was, it was a cabinet that was in the Roman Empire. That's, um, a derivative of that is what we call Senate these days. But you see, when you study the history of that word, the Greeks were the ones that created that ideology. And you know, Greeks were filled with all kinds of philosophers. I hope you know Aristotle and Co. So they, they were filled with all kinds of philosophers. And before, in, in, in Greece, in Athens actually, when you, in Athens, they, they practiced what we call aristocracy. I know we know that word, aristocratos, right? A government by few privileged people in that sense, right? A government by few privileged people. And um, that was what they were practicing, but these people were making a mess of of Greece, uh, they were making a message. If you give you give one person power, what do you expect him to do eh? for himself? And so they decided that they were not going to continue that again. All right, or they, they were not going to continue that cabinet again. So it was few people, and then they decided that they were going to elect tyrants. All right, tyrant was not a bad word. Is is now that is a bad word. At the instance, tyrant was somebody that was going to be the head of. Um, a couple of people so he's a representative like the way we elect governors to represent us that's the same way it represents a district for example in the senate house in the senate house i think there, there are senatorial districts right and there is somebody representing that district representing their interests in that district so um that's what a tyrant was but a tyrant was also a bad person most times the tyrant is going to eat everybody's thing for himself and so they decided to create a cabinet that were going to be speaking for people. So they would come in a large gathering and then this is where our Senate House system came from. Where they make a decision together. So if you all agree, the highs have it or the nays have it. How many of you have watched the House of Assembly in Nigeria? And that was when that system was developed. But um, obviously, many... I'm already entering my issues with Roman Empire. The things that the Greek people thought about most of them were actually implemented by the Romans. So the Romans implemented that very well. So they created a cabinet of few people that knew the king and their goal was to represent the people in court because I don't even know if they did. But they were to represent the people and ensure that whatever the king says is passed as law. And so when Jesus was saying, I will build my church, you understand what he said? Do you understand what he said? I will have my own cabinet. The whole world can be doing what they are doing. But I will have my own cabinet and the gates of hell shall not prevail against them. Now, so with that definition, it would mean that the church is responsible for what happens in society. With that definition, it would mean that the church is responsible. And this is where we got statements like, if the, if the society is sick, then the church must be sick. 
because it, 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 it must have been that the cabinet that Jesus has organized are not doing their work well and so there is the aspect of the gospel that is about culture and society and about our society and sometimes we ignore it for evangelism sharing um, flyers and stuff to get people saved um, but we must be involved in shaping culture can you write it down and, and, and write it down keep it in your mind keep it make sure that it doesn't leave you ah Set you up, or should I not set you up? Anyways, it's my friend. All right, so where was I? He scattered what I was saying. So we must be involved in shaping culture. And this is very instructive because you see, the devil, when you study. Um, demonology and spiritual warfare you would realize that spirits enforce their them, themselves in environments don't pause now. you will realize that spirits enforce themselves in environments and in people's lives based on their ideologies alright so Jesus the demon from someone pay attention Jesus casted out Jesus casted out a demon from someone from a madman and when he casted out the demon from the madman the Bible says that he met that madman listening to Jesus in his right mind and so it means that it is not enough that the demon left it is important that the person is in his right mind and this is how demons operate demons operate not just by possessing people but by sitting on ideologies and belief systems it is true anybody that is hosting a spirit has an ideology that makes the spirit conducive and so if we are not careful if we are not careful to understand this, we will not realize that the devil is influencing our society through the things that we call trend. Are you following me? Through the things that we call is trending, is everywhere, let's do something about it, or things like that. And if we are not very careful, the devil subtly works himself into our lives and into society through belief systems. Because there was a time that the things that we believe now was not what our parents believed. Is that true? So it either came from God or it came from the devil. The mindset, you see, you, you need to understand that the, the beginning of any journey in the spirits starts from an ideology. When you want to walk in darkness, it starts from counsel. Read your Bible. There is the way of the ungodly. Have you read this in your Bible? There is the counsel of the ungodly. There is nothing that people do that is not a derivative of a spirit. Let me quickly do this. Um, something. Let me mention two major metaphors in the scriptures that shows us how the devil attacks so that you get what I'm saying. Let's do 1 Peter 5 verse 8. First Peter chapter 5 in verse 8. The Bible says, be sober, be vigilant because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may what? That devour there shows us the intensity of what the devil does to society or to men. The devil is not going to end by just entering somebody's life. If you see a track record or a footprint of the devil in a man's life, 
just know that the end of that thing is destruction that's one let's do another scripture john 10 verse 10 jesus helped us to understand exactly what the devil does and he called the devil the thief in this scripture the bible says the thief cometh not but for to steal to kill and to what so this scripture show us the intensity of the works of the devil that the devil does not start in somebody's life planning to let him go when the devil begins his oppression what is the end of that oppression destruction so if the devil creeps into society and sometimes I've had to think about it why is it that wicked people really sometimes you need to not have conscience at all to be as wicked as some people are and when you think about it you're like why can't people just pause maybe you've been eating Nigerians money pause and share it for at least for just one tenor let's just know that the money reach everybody but wickedness will not when, he, when the devil starts to pay attention to someone and he gives that person space and he gives the devil space the devil is going towards destruction so the first thing that you will notice about the devil's track record is the intensity of his damage that's number one number two is the subtlety of his damage Psalms 11 verse 2 The Bible says, For lo, the wicked bend their bow. They make ready their bow, their arrow upon the string that they may privily shoot at the upright in heart. The word privily there is, is the word doing something undercover. Targeting someone to ensure that the person does not get the source. And so, this scripture also shows us that when the devil wants to attack a person or a territory, it does not enter in a loud form. There is subtlety in his entrance. Are you following me? There is subtlety in his entrance. His goal is that you will not trace that he is coming. Or you will not trace that he is there. It's why the Bible says there is a way that seemeth right unto a man. The person finds out at the end, not at the middle. One of the ways you know that devil has done over time on someone's case is that he's on his way to destruction but he does not know. Let's do one more scripture and see. 2 Corinthians 2 verse 11. Let Satan should get an advantage of us for we are not ignorant of the devices so this is how the devil works he walks underground to ensure you can't trace that he is there but he continues to work and subtly we live in a society in a age and a time where there are ideologies that are being enforced that is obvious that they are anti-christ ideologies that are creeping into even believers and many times believers either don't have an answer or cannot stand on the foundations of their conviction. And it's a problem. It would have been okay if it was in the world. But it gets bad when it starts to enter church. Because we should be the light of the world. The salt of the You should have fresh air in church. Do you understand what I mean by fresh air? That if the whole world is troubling you, these people are running crazy when you enter church there should be fresh air so it means that it is bad enough that the world continues in their rubbish it's worse when it starts to enter into church and there are several ideologies that are already trending 
several you know it was painful when i heard that i think the church in england you know the lord's prayer let's say the lord's prayer together one to go our father what <laughs> and so the church in england decided that is no more our father is our non-gendered parents who is in heaven you see this is a problem and you see it doesn't start from there it starts from when church people decide to use a non-available in a christian song because we copy too much and we do not find out we do not realize we are the salt of the earth we should create strength not copy and our copying is causing a problem we are, we are picking everything hook line and sinker and it's affecting the there are many christians that do not know the the, the foundations of their faith they are hearing things and receiving things that is changing their ideologies when you enter several public rooms or, or what we call it so some twitter spaces some rooms where people are having in courts sensible conversations or intellectual conversations when they talk about religion you will see a and a Paul, his name is Paulo. His great grandfather was, I think, the qualifications of Paul was equal to having two masters, two masters degrees. He was a very wise. And you are Paul, and they ask him questions about the gospel. There, I heard of one guy that went to preach. He went to preach evangelism, and as he was preaching to this person, this person was an atheist, and was he an atheist or something? And the guy was brought an argument, and after a while, the evangelist was being evangelized. The guy was already saying, hmm, I see what you are. <laughs> I see what you are saying. It's making sense. Making sense. What is a problem? In, in, in church these days now, we do not know if sex before marriage is, is right or wrong. That's how one foolish guy came and said he was a pastor. Said that, um, um, that um, in, there was nothing like fornication in the Bible. You know, have you heard those kinds of statements? They will bring something and say, um, somebody said one time too that we, we don't serve Jesus because the word J was not in English, um, was not a word when Jesus was alive. So Jesus is an American construct, a white man construct to enslave the black man. And you will see a believer there saying, mm, what are you saying mm, to? But because there is a problem, subtly, somebody is already doubting what he once believed. And there are things that the Bible calls the things that are most surely believed amongst us. If they can change your ideology about Jesus, there is a problem. And God is God. Jesus is, um, is a prophet. Oguntu was one. How? Yeah. And if we're not, listen, we're smiling, but it's a problem. Because there is a falling away. There are many young believers that do not know what they believe again. Hope you know. The, Jesus said, be careful what you hear. He said, be careful how you hear. Because it's not enough that you heard it. How you heard what you heard is as important as what you heard. I've said it several times. How you hear what you hear. So when somebody says fornication was not a word in when the Bible was written. Good. It's not a problem. I don't have a problem with what you just said. Now, what do you want to gain with that spiritual information? That there is no fornication. <laughs> Continue. Then it means that men can do whatever they want. In fact, men are even polygamous. In young ladies, guys have already told you that line many times now. Men are polygamous in nature. So they tell you all of that, and they say, so they don't, there is no, God does not have a problem with before marriage. Uh-huh. Because you see, it's not enough that you have. 
subtly when you are hearing information that starts to go against solar scriptura very soon you will start to douse the word of God about several things is lying really true is he a sin there is a problem with culture and they are already preparing our children's home because we struggled with masturbation that's what that was our parents did struggle with masturbation like us it's because of the level of sexual freedom since 1960 that um, um, birth controls were invented even the church did not have a stand against unrighteousness and anybody that has a stand against unrighteousness they say it's all these deeper deeper people holiness men God there is grace the veil has been torn we have access but there is a problem because subtly people in church are engaging in things that even that you, I hope you I showed you the scripture during things that believe it should not be heard amongst believers there are things that when you do it even the devil is shocked wow even you wow that's great this level of unrighteousness is amazing in church there is a problem culture is being affected and we're silent about it or we are saying because no or because um, of keeping quality relationships in the name of keeping quality relationships i don't want to have relationship with only people in church you see is this boy how much does he have how much does this one have that one is a yahoo boy you see it's not really about what it problem already what you don't what you attack finish it now Ah, you people don't listen to me attract so you know that this person what he's doing is bringing damage even to society I'm proud about it these days it's amazing they can DM you on Instagram and tell you that I, I use people for ritual you've not seen anybody DM you like that it, lawlessness has been given too much space and it's the world are not shining even church people don't even know what they believe again. Enter, you, you will be disgusted when you enter several groups. Disgusted. Small discussion. The guy doesn't know any scripture to back it up and the believer is already soaking in. I remember one time that one lady was telling me that a young boy told her that, um, how did he say it? That if the church really believes that you should come as you are, that the church would have been full. I said, that's a very, you, you know, there's a way when, <laughs> let me not cause trouble. There are statements that when you hear, you know you are in trouble. So, have you met any pastor that sent you away? No. And you really believe that the church is the reason why you have not been attending church? <laughs> you have a problem, a very serious psychological problem. Because, one of those kinds of people was in the church one day and he had to come to confide in me one day to confess. He told me that it was these things that he was saying. He slept with all the ladies in the church. It was when he slept with the pastor's daughter that the pastor sent him out of church. Let me get to my notes. I had one statement one day. I don't want to vex too much. I wanted to go back to my notes. But let me say this. I had one statement one day. One guy said... That the Bible is a white man's. I, you know, if you, how many of you have seen this Africanism, this spiritual African ideology? So they said that Moses, Moses was supposed to be an Egyptian, right? 
because the woman that found him dream gave him the name Moses was supposed to be an Egyptian and the Egyptian nation is to be an African are you following what I'm saying <laughs> should be an African nation then um, he said that God did not use Moses when he was an African it was when his mother started telling him that you are not an African you are a Jew you are a white man you know white man so that was when Moses saw that they were fighting with an African and he killed so it was when he killed the people that he now ran wilderness and then God now met him that if he did not kill an African God wouldn't have called him that this is a white man's construct and honestly you will see a child of God there sit down there and say mm, ah. mm. makes sense <laughs> they, they don't catch <laughs> once you get here <laughs> Should I, should I talk about feminism? Should I talk about divorce? Because in the beginning it was not so. It was not so. It was not so. And I don't have problem with women. When, read your Bible. Paul had people in ministry that were ladies. Bible. You don't forget. That was a Bible teacher. So who tells people that, that the Bible is... Um, what do they call it now? It's, it's not gender equal. That there's patriarchy. Where did you find it? There was a mother in Israel that was called, what was her name now? The, in a, the whole book for Esther. So how come people, and the funny thing, what pains me the most is that believers will be there and don't have an argument. Don't know what to say. Small thing they are saying is make what's what and there is an infiltration. Remember that the devil enters with subtlety but at the of destruction. So our society is being destroyed. Our society is being destroyed though. When man cannot be a man again, is a problem. The strength that should come with the fact that this guy is a man, we are not seeing it again. They are saying men should be able to, and then you do. Oh God, I'm going to calm down. They brought men and they were wearing and they were dancing in front of toddlers. You know what I mean? Twerking in front of toddlers and that is a, is a sign that we are becoming liberal. Are we, are, we, is, are we fine or we are getting on where? Was it last week? Was it Sweden that said they wanted to start, um, what's it called now? A, a, a sport called sex. Devil starts with subtlety, but at the end is what destruction. We thought it was better we were trying to solve. Then women became extremely loose. The way ladies dress on the road was not the way they were dressing 50 years ago. Imagine what your children, your boy, will see by five years old. Somebody will come with a bra to the streets and and say, Yes, I can do whatever I want to do with my body. And then the generation is being messed up sex become a sport. So the same way Man City won Champions League last night. One boy, two will win. What, 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 what will we call that one now? Is, are, we, are, we, are we going well or we are bound? The average young man is sex slaved. The, is he, is either he's doing it or he's masturbating or he's trying to hold himself. 
Instagram is pre-pornhub. What's the difference between Instagram and Pornhub? Something is wrong. And be the ones to shape culture. It is our responsibility. Psalms 11 verse 3. There's something I want to address today. We'll discuss more. Psalms 11. Let's read verse 3. The Bible says, if the foundations be destroyed, what shall the righteous do? Let me, let me do something and then I will delve into what I want to say because I don't want to go ahead of myself. Let me list the three myths that um, the believers make the gospel an institution. Let me just raise this, this the three so that we get into the things we have to do. Number one, we do it by defending the faith. Number one, we do it by defending the faith. Number two, influence. And number three, spiritual power. Let's just do that. Now let me, I hope we've written that down. Let me go back to Psalms 11 verse 3. The Bible says, if the foundations be destroyed, what shall the righteous do? You see, there is a core and a foundation to the believer's life. There is a foundation to the believer's life that when you get saved, you need to be trained on. There is a foundation to the believer's life that you need to be trained on and that foundation is doctrine. Write it down. You see, most times when we talk about um, affecting culture, we talk about believers pursuing influence and we're going to talk about that. We'll talk about spiritual power. But most times we do not emphasize defending the faith. talk about defending the faith most times we emphasize influence let's pursue influence let's get into politics let's get into governance let's get into business and all of that and we do not talk about defending the faith so many times even the people that get into those spheres don't know how to defend the faith when they get there and so they are there in court for the gospel but they do the opposite of what the gospel is and so we must be trained to defend the faith and if you will ever defend the faith your foundation has to be doctrine for a couple of years in the body of Christ, we have not emphasized doctrine. You know, there was a trend first of um, people, and, and it, it still continues till today. There is a trend of people asking God for things, needing money, they go there to receive, and even crusades that are supposed to be to save souls. Many people go there to receive money, to receive breakthrough, to receive all kinds of lifting church programs where you are praying for all those kinds of things. You see a lot of people. And the trend continued with we young people who explored prayer. You know, so you can see someone that can pray eight hours, pray nine hours and it's great. But you see when you build, when if the foundation be destroyed whatever you build on it will be a problem. And so we pray so much but there is a foundation of doctrine that we do not have. And I want us to talk about that today as we study 
what we have to study today. First Peter 3 verse 15. There was, Peter was saying something very instructive in this place.
Are you following me? You must prepare to defend the faith. The word apologia, where the, um, the word Christian apologetics was coined from. Do you understand? The ability to explain scriptural mysteries logically. That you are trained enough. That's on this day, my spirit. Please, can you, can you come and play for me? Let's just worship in one or two minutes.
to answer. Abraham must be trained on doctrine enough to be able to provide answers when he is questioned about his faith. Why do you believe what you believe? The Bible says, they that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. There are many believers that what they know, pastor said it, but it's not enough. There are things that must form the basics of your conviction that cannot change. And you must not just know it, you must be able to defend it. And this is part of the trainings of doctrine. It trains believers to be able to defend what they believe. I died. Why? You can't defend it. I believe in what? Defend it. Not that one radio presenter will come out and all of a sudden create a ministry out of the lack of doctrine of many young believers. Many people, when the titan issue came out, it, it, you, you, people that were titan for years saw it as a breakthrough to not titan anymore. And it's not a whatever he was teaching was none of my business. The issue is what did you believe? And what was the conviction? Doctrine is powerful. Listen to me. I believe prayer, but doctrine is the reason why you the reason why you will know what you believe and be unwavering. Now, I'll do a few scriptures about doctrine and then I'll deal with a few things. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14. I, it's time to restore young people back to doctrine. Many people were used to staying in churches where we don't grow. In churches where we don't know God. In churches where our spiritual understanding is not being increased. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14. The Bible says that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. You see, the Bible is showing us that if anything, any new trend moves you, you are still a child according to scripture. We can talk about making sure that the gospel is influential, but there is an issue where people that are influential in the name of the Lord do not maintain Christian values. There was one that created um, issues between church people recently. Huh? I don't want to mention, but um, church people were saying he's our people. Some people were saying he's not part of us. She's not part of us. Whoever the she is, think. It caused an issue. But just in case you said you were in church, you are, you are a child of God, there is a scriptural definition to dressing. It's not about I like, I like to look fine for myself. There is a scriptural thing about it. And if these things don't form the basics of believers, we will become influential people, but you will see us living the opposite of our Christian life. One pastor one time was on an IG live. Somebody asked him a question about Jesus. He said, who the hell is Jesus? Pastor. Influential, but cannot defend the faith. So the person you believe in, you said, who the hell is he? It's a problem, oh, and just because it's not like in the mosque where there is a, a, a particular channel before you don't just go and start your own mosque. <laughs> like, like we can start our own church. It's not the same. That does not mean that we should have all kinds of views. I remember one that happened abroad recently and they gathered people because it was a popular music group. People came, wanted to worship and all of that and they started telling people that God is trans and this. And you, you, you will be confused. This person did not believe so before. When did he start believing this? The reason is because he's a child. Tossed to and fro. 
So if they say now that incest is not an issue, we carry it on our head and try to find scriptures. Because if you read your Bible, you will see something there. I've taught you before about doctrine, descriptive parts, descriptive parts of scripture. There are parts in the Bible that is just a story. God is not telling you to do the same. There are parts in the Bible that can't be the foundation of your beliefs. For example, I one pastor recently because he said this. That there were people in the old covenants that were pol- pol- polygamous in nature, alright? Like Abraham. He had different wives. But he said that that is not God's plan. And Christians were fighting. Hello? They said polygamy is not God's original plan. Christians were arguing. What exactly are you... you you want God to validate it or what exactly? When God created the first marriage, how many were there? It's a simple, there are no explanations to this. But doctrine is the reason why you can defend the faith. If you do not have the basics of doctrine, the ideologies of scripture, that form a conviction for you, anything will move you. And we are children if we are tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Isaiah 28 verse 9. Just follow me shall he teach knowledge and whom shall he make to understand doctrine them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breasts the only people that you <laughs> have you read in your bible that um, a time will come where men will endure sound doctrine have you read this in your bible so it means that sound doctrine is endured it's not an easy thing you your life you would you will see your life and decide to let it go for the sake of doctrine because this is not what the Bible says about this. And believers must be trained. Don't go into the world just with your basic, I read one chapter of the Bible or one verse. If I plus Jesus might not amen. And you leave. No, that's not the way. That's not the way you grow in knowledge. Listen, in a day, it's not only a pastor that must understand doctrine. Every human being, unless one day they will they will explain to you why cheating is not really wrong. I, I saw one argument one time. Someone was sleeping with Mata's sister. You are thinking, where do you want to prove it from? But you will see a Christian there. Her name is Mary, and she will say, mm, I think so. I think I'm there. What are you thinking? When you want to grow, you must let go of peripheral levels of knowledge. It is. It, the only scripture you can quote is John 3.16 or judge not. You know that's the only scripture that our generation knows now. Judge not so that you will not be judged. That's the only, if you bring any scripture, they will say judge not. I was watching one Sydney talker video yesterday. Was it yesterday or day before yesterday? Where he was talking about how, you know, when you provoke some blessings from the realm of the spirit, it comes to manifest in your life. Christian! Enter the comment section. That's, this is why you, see, that's the only scripture we know. This is why you should not judge. Some of these kids make us know scripture. You know, God. I said, why? Why? Who is the pastor of this person now? Because our pastor, they should find him. They should find that pastor. Let me know fight. Second Timothy chapter 3. Scripture is given by inspiration of God 
and is profitable for what? For what? One of the first reasons why scripture is given to us is doctrine. Doctrine is, is the formation of our belief systems. The things that are solidified in our mind. Listen, the Bible says that they told the disciples to not preach in the name of Jesus. But according to our doctrine, the person we believe is Jesus. But when they came back about three or four chapters after, they came to meet the disciples. They said, why are you filling Jerusalem with your doctrine? Because the Christian faith should increase like cancer. It should affect everybody around you. In the first, the first set of people that were saved in the church were 3,000. Is that true? After Peter's message. 3,000 joined about 120. 120 changed 3,000. That's the way the church grows. We're not in, we don't bend our belief systems. Because, no. And it's not just when it comes to miracles. Because the ones, the, the scriptures we know. Listen, we have to be trained, brothers and sisters. We can't be average believers. Unless we will be tossed to and fro. Any new thing will come and we accept it. It is important. Let me tell you this. It is important. As you grow in the spirit, as you grow in prayer, as you grow in life, you must grow in doctrine. You must grow in the understanding of the word of God and in the ability to think the same. One of the major ways that you learn and you grow in doctrine is meekness. Write it down. Write it down. Our generation is a generation of proud. We claim we know what we don't know. It is by weakness. It is true weakness that we receive the engrafted word. That's what James said. It is true meekness that we receive the engrafted word. Some of us have developed thick skin against the word of God. So the thing is this. The guy continues in the thing that he is doing. Even if the pastor talks about it on Sunday, he has an explanation in his mind that excuses him. This is one of the things that the grace message brought. When he was giving you and we agree and we understand but even the scriptures show okay when Paul said that they should chase somebody out of the church because of what he was doing if it is in our own day and age what are we going to say let every man come there are things that when believers do when you don't pamper it this thing should not be heard amongst us they should not hear that it was in church that I, I heard one time of one fellowship they said they found condom in the fellowship the question was how and when you talk like this they will say are you perfect judge not brothers and sisters there is a spiritual curriculum that when you are there you can judge read your bible the bible says the spiritual man judges all things what is spirituality I've explained it several times number one is your transformation based on the word of God number two the character conformity Number three is the ability to understand the mysteries of the kingdom and apply the same. So if you are growing in the knowledge of the word of God and you are growing in character conformity, you can say this is wrong and this is right. Are you following me? So let, let people not camp around you with scriptures that are not solid enough. Everybody must be trained to understand scripture like a preacher. Because everybody must learn to defend the faith at your place of work. One day they will bring something to you that will be completely opposite the will of God, and you must be able to stand by the word of God. 
and defend. Not just say, you know, many spiritual people, this be our own problem is, who we'll say it's a deep spiritual thing you don't understand. Have you heard spiritual people say that? That um, these things are deep spiritual things. There is a dimension that when you, there's no dimension, explain doctrine. And it takes meekness to receive. And we must prepare for the intensity of this assignment. Now, let me. Second Timothy 2. The Bible was talking to men of God here. Second Timothy 2 verse 15. It says, study to show yourself approved. This is for everybody. Not just pastors. The Bible says, a workman needed not to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. You see, this scripture is telling us that there is there is a way a believer talks about the Bible that he should be ashamed of himself. Are you, are you with me? Have you, have you, <laughs> have you ever been somewhere before where people are discussing scripture and somebody is like, there's a place in the Bible that says, I don't really know where it is, but there's a, you know, you know that from the preamble, he's about to say rubbish. He's about to make a mess of everything that Jesus died for now. Some of us need to, we need to up our game in the study of the word of God so we can defend the faith. It's not just influence. One day, if you pursue the influence, you will be on TV. They will ask you like one pastor, one day, that is Jesus the only way to heaven? And you he will say, ah, I'm not sure. You're a pastor. You're a pastor. There is a way you defend the faith that you should be ashamed of yourself. And some of you must repent from because I know you've done it before. And when he was explaining to you, you sat down and you were looking at him. Uh, ah, you know. <laughs> we were to invite people to church one day. I was working with Allah. And then we met this young man around roadblock. I'm sure his confidence was because he has talked to many believers and none of them could. He had plenty of confidence. And he was arguing this and that. And it was the folly that was amazing. Everything that he was saying, there were too many answers to give him. I think we spent if not more than two hours to three hours on that same spot standing. The guy thought that he was going to make this argument and he met the wrong people by mistake. The wrong set. Me and Lala together, wrong set. And we kept at the point, at one point, the guy was tired. He was contradicting himself. But bro, except you are a reprobate person now. So it's not enough. Years ago, we could have stayed the way we are. But at this point where we are in, our evangelism must be backed up by apologetics. Are you hearing me? By the ability to defend. You see, even as a pastor, I was in a pastor's conference last year. And I was touched by what I heard. You know, we, we shout this scripture. We have come to Mount Zion. Hebrews chapter 12, right? We have come unto Mount Zion. Um, innumerable company of angels is even unto the blood of sprinkling unto Jesus himself. So it means that we come to church. We gyrate about it, but Jesus is around. So it means that every message that I've preached in my life, Jesus heard. Are you? The spirit of just men made perfect. Paul is listening to my... I see, when you carry this ideology, you would realize that when you talk rubbish, you are not just disappointing yourself, you are disappointing heaven. There is a way a believer defends the faith that is obvious. He's disappointed. Dis Paul is in heaven looking at him. What? What did you say? 
how did you how did you come up with that now when I heard that thing <laughs> in fact what the person was saying that day was actually about lifestyle and all but when I heard that statement it, it was scary so we are not just uploading messages on telegram as I'm speaking now Jesus is listening hearing what I'm saying and sometimes if, if pastors understand this eh, they will behave because a pastor can preach a message that is completely off tangent the direction was off what he was saying he will cut the scripture even Paul will be shocked did I say it? wow there was one that we saw last year. I can't remember. The, the keyboard is even transposed after the guy shared that remark. <laughs> what did he? What, uh, yes. The guy was teaching on I am that I am. So he was saying I am. A-M. So I can't even remember what he was trying to explain. Was he praying in the morning or something? And he was like, God is the I am. A-M. I'm like, oh, jeez. That's an embarrassment to the cross. When see, this thing, eh, it means that every even <laughs> listen. In my opinion, I want to raise people that are sound in doctrine, not people that pastor will just say anything and they are not like Berean Christians that will read their Bible and say, Pastor, thank you. You, you know, where I was trained, eh, a pastor is not the sole owner of the whole congregation, you know, like the way we do spiritual father these days, and nobody can talk to Papa. Um, well, how did they even say it? You don't correct your father. In my, where I was trained, it was Bible study. Pastor will come and say, this is what I see. Everybody will say, ah, sir. We are not very sure. Or one elder will come and meet you after service. He will put his glasses down like this and say, hey, Pastor, you can take all these. <laughs> well, people are saying all kinds of things. We must be solid in doctrine. We must know what we believe. Be convinced about it and be able to defend. So when you want to preach or you want to teach or you want to explain, when you are studying your scripture, you must prepare for argument. You see, Paul, Titus 1 verse 9. I want to read a couple of scriptures. The Bible says, holding fast. Read Titus 1 verse 9 very well. Look at me. Holding fast the faithful word as had been taught that he may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort, which is preaching, that's number one, and to convince gainsayers. So it means that be, be able to explain it. In, you must prepare for people to doubt you. In preaching, there is an aspect of preaching where you try to convince gainsayers. We're not supposed to be the set of people that say, um, it's deep, that's why you don't understand. Only a fool say in his mind there is no God. Yes, we know, but explain. I think it was two, about a year, I was preaching here. Somebody was seated around here and raised up his hand while I was preaching and had a question. If, <laughs> I would have disgraced my family name like that, if you do not prepare when you are studying your Bible, don't just read Bible for your person, you must, I've told you there is the growth and joy in the faith, there is that growth that you must have in the faith, not just growth in life, in the faith so study your Bible to prepare for somebody to ask you, why do you believe 
hearing me? This social media age. Just better be dancing on IG or TikTok. Because the day you just bring out one scripture, somebody will be in your comment section and you must have an answer. You must be ready for an answer. Let me tell you, most of that purport all kinds of ideologies. They Bible well, you will see the lapses in what they are saying. And you must prepare like that. Every study of your word of God, when you are reading the Bible, when you are learning about faith, don't just learn about faith that faith is the substance of things so forth, the evidence of things not saying, I have, I know. Prepare for one day that somebody will tell you this is not exactly how faith is, and you can defend. Acts chapter 17. I found all this scripture somewhere, and I think it will bless you. It will bless you. Acts 17 from verse 2. And Paul was his manner, Paul as his manner was, went in unto them and three Sabbath days reasoned with them out of the scriptures. Do you know what three Sabbath days is? Three different Sundays. Um, Saturdays as well. Then verse 3, the Bible says Paul was opening and alleging that Christ must needs have suffered so he was proving that Christ really suffered forget all this uh, KJV grammar Christ really suffered right Christ has risen again from the dead and that this Jesus whom I preach to you is the Christ and Paul had to be teaching these people three different days three different Saturdays that's that's three different weeks and they didn't believe him but he was showing the scriptures welcome to our day of uh, men of God Say you, that's when one honor scripture will come out. You don't correct your pastor. No. Even Paul the apostle that wrote the epistles that you are using to defend yourself. When Paul was teaching, he had to be explaining to them, was reasoning with them in scriptures. We must grow unless we lose our faith. Let me show you a few more scriptures. I, I, I just My goal today is to charge us to become solid in doctrine so that we can defend the faith. It's time to wake up and read your Bible. It's time to study. Study to show yourself approved. A man of God needed not to be ashamed. Rightfully dividing the word of truth. Let them not come to meet you. Bring a question in front of you and you have no answer. No. Jesus himself knew what to say. When Jesus was talking with the Pharisees. They, they, said, they, they said they marveled at the wisdom of this young man. believer should be solid in doctrine understanding of the word of God you need it not just for progress you need it to defend the faith brothers and sisters it's time to hold the shield of our faith hold it solidly carry it we believe in God no matter what our generation says we believe in God no matter what people say we believe in Jesus not Ogun forget somebody said J was not created the J was not in the English word is that my business Jesus was alive whether Yeshua or Jesus I know that this, this Jesus was alive sometimes we bring weird arguments so because J was not existing then the man was not is that an argument some people say they pray to Mary no no there is only one person that when he ascended into heaven, he seated at the right hand of God and making intercession for us. And the Bible says he had given unto us a name 
that is above every other name. We pray through that name. You must know what you believe. Brothers and sisters, hold fast the faith that you have received. Hold it. Stand and stand well. Don't just stand. In this generation, we are in stand well. Prepare to be asked questions. Be ready to give up. There is a confidence you have when you know the word of God. Whether demons or human beings can believe. I know whom I have believed. I know. Acts chapter 18 verse 28. Let me just read all these scriptures. The Bible says, For he mightily convinced the Jews and publicly showing by the scriptures that Jesus was. Are you saying that even in the if this is just a few years after Jesus died and resurrected hope you know people were already believing that Jesus was not Christ and the apostles had to be able to explain Paul, this is Paul again mightily explaining to them teaching them that this Jesus was Christ how do you prove somebody um, Muslims believe that Jesus came but they believe he was a prophet right how do you prove that he was Christ no I know whom I have believed brother it's not just about this I was showing when I was teaching you in gospel series the part one I was explaining to you the several reasons why we preach the gospel I told you that the gospel is the solution to man's problems is that true I told you that the gospel gives purpose to life on earth. I told you that only the gospel gives the hope of life after death. Read your Bible. Even Muhammad could not promise it. Plato could not promise it. Socrates could not promise it. Scholars could not. Plato said our, our soul will believe in. Yeah. Ah, but Jesus said that the angels told the disciples he says this man Jesus as he is taking up to heaven he's coming back you must be strong on what you believe Acts 19 verse 8 Acts 19 verse 8 and he went into the synagogue and speak boldly. Somebody says, speak boldly. For the space of three months, disputing and persuading the things concerning the kingdom of God. Are you seeing the work that the disciples, that the apostles did? They were not, they didn't just have dimensions in God. This is three months. <laughs> three months. And the people did not believe them. And they kept explaining and teaching. And explaining from the scriptures and in fact they didn't have the epistles hope you know that when these people were explaining scriptures it was Genesis to Revelation read your Bible now from Moses and all the prophets he explained to them in all the scriptures the things that were written about himself even Jesus had to defend that he is the Christ through the Old Testament that's a solid ministry work because you can pick Paul's writing. Most of Paul's writings was his defense. And do you understand what I'm saying? He was trying to defend the Old Testament. And so it means that you must be solid. We can't settle down with our big Christianity. We can't settle down not being able to defend what we believe. Listen, I know that you don't need to be intellectually sound to serve God. Yes. 
but you, you need to be intellectually sound too to defend the faith. You must know whom you believe. Somebody say, I know whom I have believed. You are saying it like you didn't come to church today. I know whom I have believed. Persuaded about the things that I have believed. Many of the church members that keep falling away for all kinds of things, all kinds of activities are taking our time. There are things that must be founded in your mind. In fact, about going to church, you know, people have brought all kinds of arguments because of COVID. Now, there's a new argument that at the beginning of the church, people did not used to go to church. People used to meet on inside their houses. And you, you, you will just see people with a baseless argument. After Emperor Constantine allowed the church to, all the messages that Jesus was preaching, how many people were, was he preaching to? Five people. Two people. How many? Sometimes you will see 5,000, 4,000. So who told us that the church was supposed to be two and three people? People bring the worst of arguments. The worst of arguments. The person is a Christian, but he believes that sex before marriage is not right. It's not wrong. How? 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 What of the recent one that happened during the elections? One pastor even said that if he, if he was the president of Nigeria, that any prophets that prophesize that they will go and lock the person up, that's why he will never become the president. That's why he will never. When there is a clear scripture in your Bible, where the Bible says, despise not prophesies. We've read this here before. It's a simple text. There's no, you don't, there's no way to explain it out of context. How do you want to explain that out of context? Despise not prophesies. Full stop. It's amazing, but we must be thoroughly foolish. I'd like you to make a decision today to not be half-baked in your understanding of the word of God. I'm not going to be tossed to and fro. I will stand steady in what I believe. I make a decision from today to read my Bible, not just for, for daily bread. I decide to read my Bible so as to defend the faith. It's time for the average Christian to, to have an apologetic idea to his Christianity. You can explain scriptures logically. You can. It's time to study. Listen to scientists that talk about Jesus. Listen to them explain logically and scientifically how Jesus can be proven. It's time to do serious work on our faith unless we will, be, we will let loose to darkness. Please pray for yourself. Make a decision. Lord, I will not be happy. I am solid in what I believe. Solid in what I believe, not just what Pastor told me. I learned the scriptures, and that from a child, thou hast known the holy scriptures. That from a child, you can learn to do well. It's in your Bible. You can learn to do well. We can be better at handling the word of God. No more falling away amongst us. Lord, we make a decision, even as pastors, to be solid in doctrine. The foundations of our beliefs will not be changed. Please pray. There are many church people losing the faith. They follow their parents to church, but they don't believe what their parents believe. After parents are in church, they are joining all kinds of social groups, discussing all kinds of weird things. Elizabeth in Wukop. It doesn't make any sense. Then we must be able to defend it. Don't let's say judge not. What is judge not? That's just one text. And that's not even the context. 
it's time to be able to defend the faith Lord I'm solid I'm solid in what I believe I stand in what I believe I'm solid in what I defend the faith before we talk about influence because many people are influential but they do not know what they believe being confident being confident of this very thing please pray for yourself Lord I take Bible study more serious than ever before because in the world that we live in Lot was in Sodom and Gomorrah. He was a child of God, but one day the ungodliness in his environment choked his Christian experience. And he had to offer his own daughter for ungodliness. It means that if we do not stand up as lights of the world, the world will choke our lights. Pray! Pray! Hundred levels are entering the campus already. It's time to contend for them. Don't let us lose men to ungodliness.
It's one of my favorite scriptures. I'm sure many people will know. I've read it here many times. Acts 20, verse 32. brings radical transformation and we believe you have been transformed by the word you just received. Follow us live on our MixLR and download our messages on our Telegram channel. The number to call for partnerships and inquiries is 0811 414 7940.